Welcome to the Expansive Astrology Podcast, where we look at using astrology beyond the tropes and horoscopes to tune into the natural forces around us and within us, honoring our true nature to craft our future. I'm your host, Melissa, the self-care witch, and today I have a very special episode for you. I am sharing with you my interview with professional tarot practitioner and teacher and author Jenna Matlin about her brand new book, Will You Give Me a Reading? This book quickly became one of my favorites, and I am so excited to share it with you today. Jenna Matlin is a full-time tarot practitioner who marries the science of psychology with the art of intuition. Jenna is known for being a creative force in the tarot community with her distinctive style of reading and dedication to the art of delivering truly helpful sessions. I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Jenna and chatting about all sorts of things from her unique writing style to how much I love this book to I we even I even got an impromptu reading from her about the trajectory of my professional career no big deal at all <laughs> I am so excited to share this with you I hope you love it you can find out more about Jenna at www.jennamatlin.com and I'll have all the links you could possibly need in the show notes now without further ado we get to begin this week's episode with a tarot reading from Jenna herself. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Yep. Okay. So this is exciting. I'm like, and I think you know that this is like my first time having a guest. So I know. Listen, just, yeah, we're just like, just shake it out, right? Just like, okay. uh, whatever, <laughs> you know, burn some incense. I got some sage over here. I can get yeah. that shit going. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Very good. It's awesome. Um, I, we're just going to chat, right? We're just going to chill and chat and whatever you're curious about from the books, you know, we'll run with your curiosity. Got my little list. What's your sun um, sign? What's your sun I'm, moon rising? I'm Aquarius sun, Pisces moon, Scorpio rising. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> I was curious about yours. Huh? I was curious about yours. Yeah, Gemini sun, Gemini moon, and Leo rising. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. I love that. That's awesome. So that totally makes sense that not only are you like astrologer and reader, but you also have a podcast, right? That Aquarian <laughs> piece is all about that service-driven humanistic quality of making the unknown known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Mercury and Aquarius it. too, to boot. Yeah. really helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, okay. So I'll probably, we'll probably like dive in straight to you, like pulling cards. Okay, but cool. If you're down to just hop in there, like. Yeah. Just hop in there maybe. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, awesome. You know, actually I have a couple, Oh, I don't Tell know. Me. Like now What's I'm kind of like, Oh, I don't know which one to do. Like I was thinking to do more of like a layered reading where it's like Oracle tarot and charm casting and just kind of go boom, boom, boom. That's beautiful. I'm also kind of thinking like the spread that I do called the four aces. You know Ooh. what? I'm thinking in this out loud, let's do the aces and That's then, perfect. uh, we'll start off with an Oracle card. Like that's the theme. We'll do the four aces and then I'll cast some charms over it. We'll do all of it. 
Yeah. What a, what a treat. Yeah. Thank Yay. you so much. Hey. All right. Cool. 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 Yay. Let's do it. And also, you know what? This is a bit of a shameless plug because in January and February, I'm doing readings just the, for the first two months of the year called kitchen sink readings, because it's a reading it's 90 minutes. And it's like basically six different Oracle cards, um, eaching dice divination, tea leaf reading, and then your choice of either, uh, like a mini grand tableau, petite tableau with Lenormand or a tarot reading and also charm casting. So it's like this huge layered readings that I do wow. at the start of the year. Yeah. So this is kind of a little mini version of that. That's so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. So the first thing we're going to do is I'm going to pull a card from the, um, visions of the liminal space. Mm. I believe that I'm saying that right. Yeah. Visions in the liminal space. And I really like it because it's kind of cheeky, a little irrever irreverent, but it definitely, it, it hits. Um, so I'm going to pull one for everyone just to get the whole theme going of the reading. And the card I just pulled is called the next right thing. That is, that is the theme for everybody coming up. The next right thing, right time, right timing. And so keeping that in mind, we're going to do what's called the four aces. So we, I'm going to start off with every ace or every suit, right? It represents usually an area of life. So the way I look at it is ace of pentacles is a mini reading based off of your financial, your financial outlook. Then you have ace of cups, which is relationships of all kinds. Then you have um, Ace of Wands, which is work and or creative projects. And then finally, we have um, Ace of Swords, which I, I take it to mean like, where where's trouble? Where might trouble be brewing? And what area is there a potential conflict that you need to be aware of? So we'll do those four. So give me a sec. I'm going to shuffle. Um, I'm really kind of taken with... Uh, Pat tarot, like it's so adorable. And it also it. lands so hard, like deceptively, you know, I have a couple of decks like that, that are like kind of more theme decks that look like you shouldn't take them very seriously. <laughs> but then when you get into it, you're like, no, this deck is like legit. Nice. You have that? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where it really like, um, serves in a way that maybe you didn't expect, or you wouldn't see, or you wouldn't think looking at it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then some decks that take themselves really seriously. I'm just totally. like, eh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to pull four here. Um, so we're going to start off with pentacles and then we're going to do uh, the next one I said was cups, right? Mm -hmm. Then we're going to do wands and then we're going to do swords. So for Ace of Pentacles, uh, or, you know, what is the, Aces are often, I see them as gifts or rewards from the universe. So what is, what is the universe bringing to our table in terms of that topic? And so for Ace of Pentacles, I have the Emperor. Ooh. Right. Ooh. So I really see this as, um, mind your money, money on your mind, like take leadership over your financial forecasting. If you've got your $100 sitting in a, like savings account, making you n no interest. We need to get that little bad boy in a money market account 
Maybe you need to take that money and get an I-bond with it. This is about mastery of your financial inputs and outputs. And if you find financial matters to be, um, you know, uh, intimidating, get a book, man, beef up on it, right? Mm -hmm. It's some, it's an area that I think we all could get some info right on. Mm -hmm. Also the emperor though, there could be some energy and we'll, we'll, I'm curious to see what the swords is going to look like, but there could be some energy around your home and domicile with this. So I will leave that hanging in the air and see if Mm -hmm. that comes up, Mm -hmm. if we come back to it, uh, with the, with the fourth card. So money, money looks okay. It looks relatively stable. Um, but see how you can maybe make that money work for you just a little bit more. Uh, there's a feeling of, if you do that, it's a bit of a bit signal boost where you'll see more, uh, come back to you at this time. So that's the first one. Very good. The second one, Ace of Cups, what is uh, coming for me in terms of relationships and what I have here is, oh, that's interesting. I believe that this is. Yes, this is eight of wands. So eight of wands with relationships looks Hmm. in this deck. It's a cat playing in the leaves. (laughs) Cute. Yeah. So I would say in relationships and we, I don't know if it's romantic or otherwise, but expect a very fast change. Hmm. So if something has been kind of on life support, it's probably going to come to an end. But also if something's been ambiguous, like we're seeing each other, but like, but what are we that may end up being defined a little more completely? Um, in any case, expect any kind of like uncertainty or am, am, ambiguousness that you've been feeling around a relationship starts to become solidified as well. Um, information is going to come to you. That's going to allow you to make some choices that you need to make concerning some relationships in your life. Eight of Wands to me is also like getting those intuitive downloads from spirit too. So really watch your dreams during this time around relationships. It's telling you something important. Uh, Ooh, interesting. So for uh, Ace of Wands, which is work and creative projects, that kind of thing, I got the chariot. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Look how cute it is. So this is a card of a cat in a chair and there's like little wings and like a little wheel underneath the chair. It's really so adorable. I think this is interesting because 2023 and the way I do tarot numerology is a chariot year. So we have the chariot, we have eight of wands, both of those, like to me, eight of wands is the minor arcana version of the chariot. So we're getting a lot of like movement, fast movement, but we have that grounding energy of the emperor. So it's movement where you're very empowered to create action And it doesn't feel like you're flying by the seat of your pants. It doesn't feel like you're out of control or that you're making a guess. Everything is right timing. And, oh my God, that's exactly, I just remembered what our Oracle card was, which was the next right thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Right. (laughs) I love this stuff. Right. So the chariot, um, there can be an accelerated Yes, in terms of work or your creative projects, whatever impasse that you might have been feeling starts to shift and move in your favor. Um, You also may even 
be careful because there is a tendency for overwork or burnout with the chariot. So really modifying the energy outputs. But if you're looking to uh, submit a proposal for something or try to try to get into some kind of education or even uh, finagle a, um, not necessarily money, I don't see that here uh, in this reading, but finagle maybe uh, a revised title of your of your job description, whatever that is, it feels like there's a way mm -hmm. open to do so um, with this reading. And then finally, um, with, ooh, that's very interesting. So with challenges, right, Ace of Swords, what kind of challenges are going to come that we need to be aware of? And I pulled Justice. And what's crazy to me is that out of these four cards, three of them are major arcana, mm -hmm. big shifts. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at the picture of justice with this little kitty, the cat is biting the hand. Oh, <laughs> right. That is so appropriate for a cat tarot deck for the cards. <laughs> that's just too, that's too good. <laughs> so I really see this as where's the challenge area. And I feel justice is often about fairness and making sure, especially as I'm looking at this card intuitively, making sure that we are stepping up and calling out bad behavior. And especially when I'm looking at this card, if someone in your life is intentionally pushing you off your center, um, if you feel like maybe you're being manipulated by somebody, um, or they just keep poking you and messing with you and it feels like it's a manipulation, we really want to call that out. We want to call out that behavior um, and not play into the manipulation that they're trying to enact. Mm -hmm. So if things are not fair, you've got to say something. With the chariot and eight of wands and the emperor, there's so much oomph and so much power that is already backing your capacity to... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. Very powerful. The next right thing. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Oh, I how love how it all came together. Yes. <laughs> yes. I also keep thinking of kind of the astrology of the moment um, and that we're moving from Sagittarius into Capricorn where Ooh, yeah. um, Capricorn is really stabilizing. It's very right. like emperor ace of yeah. and i'm excited to talk more about your book because i feel like i just got to watch you um do some of the like layering techniques that you lay out in the book so i'm excited to share Ooh, about yeah. that with our listeners but yeah so let me quickly i want to do the charm casting too because i promise and i don't want people to be like no so let me do that to. so this is i've added this this year um this i got from carrie paris um, and she does a lot of charm work, but it's like this little bag of fun little charms. So I'm going to shake them and then just a pinch will do. And I'm going to cast <laughs> them over the cards. And so this is what I love about really layering and kind of thinking about your reading kind of holographically, mm -hmm. not just wow. like two-dimensional train on a track, you yeah. know? Okay. So I know uh, our audience cannot see this, but what I have here is I have an open hand and an elephant, both pointing towards the emperor. So that really, for me, feels 
um, that there's going to be an opportunity for you to step into your leadership and power in some way. Um, that's not just about finances. Um, mm-hmm. There also could be some kind of offer. If you are looking for a home, if you're looking to buy, there could be something kind of cool that shows up out of nowhere. Um, it feels like just so much of what has felt like an impasse starts to shift. Hmm. Between the emperor and the chariot, I have this little clove of garlic. So there's a caution charm. So with the emperor and the garlic, what I see here is, um, oh, that's such an interest. Yeah, I got it. So what I just heard was you, the chariot is about your pace. Anyone who's trying to force their pace onto you, mm-hmm. you, you need to like, like you are the shot caller. Don't allow anybody else to determine the pace. So good. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the final one is I get the little, the little daisy, the little daisy chain, uh, the little daisy, which I often see as friendships and that's sitting between eight of wands and justice. So mm, I feel like the conflict, especially because eight of wands is relationship, I'm now getting more information that um, the nature of the, of the potential conflict in relationships has to do with friendship or peer-based or maybe siblings, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily like romantic or your parents or your boss, that kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that's the reading. So good. I mean, so good. So good. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. How fun too, to, um, like add, add all the layers, the chicken, uh, chicken sink, the kitchen sink reading. That's yeah. Like, I think there's a chicken so in here fun. too, though, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so could be. <laughs> That's wonderful. So, um, if, if people are interested in getting a kitchen sink reading, they have mm-hmm. through February mm-hmm. and then you can find the information on your website. Yeah, just my name, jennamatlin.com. I'm only offering two of them a week. So I have one day where I'm doing them because it requires a lot of setup, right? I'm going through literally like eight different things and then pulling them together on a table. So it takes a lot of time. And then of course I have to brew the tea and do all that. So I'm only doing two a week uh, on most Fridays, couple Mondays. But yeah, if people feel like they want to, really do something very comprehensive for the year. Um, I would get in because people are booking them now. So yeah, it sounds like such a wonderful way to start the year. Like, yeah, it's great. Such a good idea. Well, thank you so much for that. Oh yeah. Such a good way to jump in and uh, get to know you um, for people who might not know you, but speaking of people who might not know you, I would love to, um, hear from you um, a little bit about yourself, a little bit about what led you to um, this new project. Will you give me a reading? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of set the stage for us of like where where we're coming to you today. Yeah. Thank you. That's a great question. So Will You Give Me a Reading was a book that has taken 11 years of full-time readings to really happen because there, there has been such a, um, a vacancy within the tarot community around the act of practicing, right? 
How do I be a good reader for others? What are the techniques and the skill sets? And also what's mine and what maybe not be mine? Mm -hmm. Um, This kind of training happens if you're a therapist, a traditionally Mm -hmm. trained therapist Mm -hmm. or some other modality that has a more of a professional practitioner's uh, process. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in social media spaces, I was just hearing people pop off with what I thought were outrageous claims. Um, But the one that really like galvanized me to be like, it's time to write this book was some were people who were saying that someone who just opened their deck last week could give just as good of a reading as someone who's been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. That, and then the second one was Mm -hmm. that there's no difference between the reading their internal bias, their judgment, that it's all from spirit and that there's no oh. monitoring of that. Oh. And so with these two things, there's really this idea that like, are we really doing right by people that we're reading for? Um, and also I think you become a better reader for yourself and you become a better person when you're reading for others. Mm-hmm. So all those things together kind of hit a perfect storm where it was like, I, this book has to happen. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm so, I so agree with what you're saying and I am so glad that the book did happen, that you did let it happen. Um, that you like followed that because, um, I have my master's degree in counseling. I was mm-hmm. like formally trained to be a helper. Right. And mm-hmm. as I was getting into this book and diving into this book, I was like, this is like my master's degree <laughs> in like <laughs> yeah. a much more fun way. Like, uh, <laughs> cause you do, you, um, you emphasize ethics and you emphasize mm-hmm. not only being a good reader, but being a good helper and a responsible helper. Yeah. Um, um, and I think something too, that I love so much about it is that you, um, you make reading and helping really accessible for people. Whereas like, I imagine like a lot of like those other messages that we hear so often from people that like you can, you can just open a deck and um, go out there and like, you don't have to, there's no like um, gatekeeping or there's no, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. so you want, you want people to be good readers and to feel like they can access the tarot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, but responsibly, like it's yeah. not, it's not just, you can, anybody can do it. Like go out there and you can do it. Right. Well, you, well, you can, yeah. You, anybody can do it, but just like, but are you doing it really in a place of service? Right. Yeah. So responsible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's like two parts. So that's one part of the book. And the other part of the book is really teaching tarot in a new way. Yeah. Because as an intuitive reader, I was seeing how much that many traditional ways of teaching tarot, which is a lot of rote memorization and a lot of, um, what's the word? I I almost want to say paint by the numbers approach where we're approaching reading tarot as if it's like an equation where there's a plug and play system. And that's very comforting for people, of course. But really the magic of tarot is in the art when you, when you get off that paint by the numbers mm-hmm. um, and just start tr- listening to yourself and listening to the reading. Because what happens is when you, when you are so freaked out about, am I, is this right? Like, oh my God, then anxiety arises. Nothing kills psychic ability 
or, or intuitive ability faster than like fear. Yes. So for me, it was really about how do I help people get around that where you are reading as soon as you're learning and that fluency should not happen way down the road after you've gotten it all right. Fluency happens in tandem with accuracy mm-hmm. and, um, and also like the grammar part of it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of turned how to, to learn tarot on its head where I was really forcing fluency in front and then saying, I want you to start hearing yourself first, get it all out, get it out, get it out. Stop, stop your mouth from not like just blah, 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 get it out. And then we will correct later, but you need to have a comfort level with it for first. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really say it's like learning a language and, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, that like, you kind of got to go out there and sound a little, um, unsure sound like, um, make mistakes, you know, but you got to go out there and, and do it. And, um, yeah. yeah. And the science bears this out because mm-hmm. I was, uh, listening to, uh, a podcast. Oh, I should have written it all down, but anyways, mm-hmm. about this neuro n- neuroscientist who was doing functional MRI brain images on improv, improv people like improvisational uh-huh. actors. And also jazz musicians who do improv, uh-huh. they were trying to find the seed of creativity. And what they found was the moment right before that, like create, you know, you know how it is, right? When you have this creative thing, it just arises and you're like, holy crap, I've got to like, I've got to get this down. Right. Like yeah. that is the moment when your prefrontal cortex is actually shut down. It comes yeah. from another part. Right. <laughs> yeah. So if we are constantly f- afraid of being wrong yeah. and monitoring ourselves in our readings, we're not allowing that other piece to show up. Um, and so I try to teach in a way that really allows the brain to work in a different way. We're not trained for that. So, yeah. so yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And, and um, that's why that kind of plug and play system is so comforting for the brain. Um, and that's why there are endless books that will tell you all 78 meanings and reversals and, um, and you don't do that. No, I don't. I mean, you can, um, but for me, my biggest insight. So, you know, it's, it is, you know, it feels very relieving to do things in a very categorical way. Right. Yeah, so it's like, but, 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 but I've got my process. Um, but for me, my intuitive hits come from between the cards and, and that's as clear as I can say it. And it's yeah. always been true. When I started reading tarot or palmistry at 12, the age of 12, I would just rattle off of things and people would be like, where do you see that in my hand? So when someone says, where do you see that? That means it's a hit yeah. that they're shocked yeah. and they want to know how the hell you knew that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's always when I'm like, I don't know. I can't explain how I knew that. It was between the things. Yeah. Um, so I want I want people to just trust them, learn to trust themselves a little bit more, but yeah. also really self-monitor and go, okay, is this into an intuitive hit? Or is this my opinion? Or am yeah. I getting triggered and I'm just blah, 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 my whatever, right? Yeah. So that's kind yeah. of, um, 
yeah, that's the, that's the process that I hope for people. Yeah. Um, I, I just been a little curious, have you ever, um, wanted to write a book like that? That's, um, definitions of all the different, different cards or, um, uh, no, not really. I'm so intrigued by how unique it is. Right. And that it, um, it is definitely like probably one of the top books that I would recommend to somebody who wants to read, even though it isn't what one would think you would recommend to a baby tarot reader, right? Like you <laughs> yeah. think that you want to give them a list of definitions and, um, um, this is so valuable in such a different way. Mm -hmm. So I was curious if like, you've ever felt the call to like, do it like everybody else, I guess. Or like, if you've Mm -hmm. ever run into like, because it's so unique, like, um, imposter syndrome, like, Mm -hmm. I I just wonder like what that's like for you. And I I see that like, it's been received incredibly well for good reason. Um, (laughs) but I just wonder like what any contraction might be like, um, as you like, really like, like forge your own path almost. I'm so curious as to why you're asking that question. And what does it say about your journey? No, I know totally. like here I'm turning all around on you. Totally. No. Yeah. That's why. Right. That's totally why I um, am so impressed. And like, um, my podcast is expansive astrology. So that's something that I'm always kind of considering is like, um, how we keep expanding and how we meet contraction and how we move through the contraction. So just when I was thinking of like, what I wanted to chat with you about, I'm so impressed by, um, by the work, you know, I guess. And, um, just curious, um, what the process Um, is like for you. Yeah. So this is like probably my third book proposal, um, that I sent off to Llewellyn. Um, and the other ones, um, didn't fly. And I thought the other ones were going to fly. They were a little more, a little more tightly aligned. Whereas this book is a bit of a journey and it kind of throws a lot of different things from a lot of different levels all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have to make it more beginner friendly. So I had to, you know, include a, a chapter on, um, just, if you're brand new, here's the deal. Here's what you need to know. Um, because I think that there's a huge gap between 101 and intermediate. Yes. And there's a bit of a feedlot back loop issue happening, which is publishers are saying there isn't enough interest in intermediate books, but I think it's because there's no intermediate books. Like, like sure. people kind of, they get, they plateau and they don't know where to go after that. And then they kind of stop. Yeah. 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 Yes. And like something that is so invaluable to me about the book is how you, um, 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 encourage like an ethical practice, you respect tradition, right. And, and, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. all types of learning. Right. But you also make it so, um, access like confidence in your reading. So accessible for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that, I don't know, I, uh, it's interesting to hear that, um, yeah, that, that kind of gap between the one oh one and intermediate and, um, that mm-hmm. it seems like you really, maybe it's what I needed to hear most. Right. But like, it yeah. feels like there's a big em- emphasis and like, here's how you can trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Here's how you can like be, um, have boundaries and like, trust yourself, trust your practice, trust what comes through, even if the person, um, 
um, might not be receiving it well, or might not seem to be receiving it well, or like all you address so many different, um, Mm -hmm. barriers that can come up. Right. And Mm -hmm. really like reassure that, um, um, that we can trust ourselves, that we can have confidence in what comes through as long as we are like, um, um, practicing in a way that is responsible. Yeah. 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 It's, um, you know, at its heart, I, I wrote the book for, for past me, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, because when I went full-time, it was in, when was it? 2012. Mm-hmm. And tarot is in a completely different place now than it was then. And I made the very wise looking back decision to try to position reading tarot as more of a alternative healing modality. Yes. Rather than you're just walking and I'm going to tell you that your future husband's name is Jason, (laughs) you know, um, Mm -hmm. but there, there was no real guidepost for me. And so I ran into a lot of complications that I blamed myself for Mm. looking back. I was like, that actually wasn't on me. That wasn't mine to carry. And so a lot of readers by default were often rescuers. (laughs) You know, we can get into the family dynamics. Often a lot of us were groomed (laughs) to play a certain role in the family. Right. And, and so we do that still. And part of the Achilles heel, I think for readers typically is um, really taking on more responsibility than you should. Like Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm, isn't yours. mm -hmm. This is not really your fault, but because you're only in these one-on-one relationships, there's no third person to step in and go, well, wait a minute. And so we'll often find ourselves right in this place of like, did I mess up? Did I do this? Like, did I hurt this person? Mm -hmm. And so I really kind of wanted to be somebody's tarot auntie, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Just like, no, like, you know, I want to be like the practical magic aunties, you know, that old movie back in the day, like this is my big hat and like, listen, girls, uh-huh. let me like, like go have fun. Uh-huh. I will be here if you, you know, <laughs> so, um, and that's true for all my books, like have tarot will travel and have tarot will mm-hmm. party mm-hmm. really about, I never wanted someone to go through what I've gone through and I didn't have any help. Yeah. Um, and so um, I guess that's my empathy shining through. Um, and, but I think readers are very empathetic as a whole. Oh yeah. Well, hopefully. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. 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 Absolutely. So that makes me, um, curious about like how you have found community. Um, maybe I'm reading between the lines, but it sounds like you didn't have a big community, at least at first. Um, well, I, I was instantly like the tarot community was there, like, yeah. you know, um, you know, conferences were a bigger thing then and mm-hmm. Facebook was really where Tara was living. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, no, I, I felt like I found my people. I was like, oh my yeah. God, like, I don't feel awkward here. <laughs> like yeah. This is great. Um, but many of them are not pro readers or full-time pro readers. So right. that was the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, so when did you realize that you're also a teacher and that you wanted to, um, like help others in that way? I think I've always done that. I mean, I taught yeah. 
English as a second language in like three other countries, like teaching comes very naturally for me. Like I, um, I think I, I think I'm skilled at breaking things down in ways that people feel empowered by. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's that Gemini and yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Um, so a background in teaching, and I know that you also have a background in psychology, I do, um, mm-hmm. which largely informs the book. And I think it's mm-hmm. a big reason I like, um, appreciate it so much and respect oh. it so much. Um, thank you. Um, yeah. It's, um, yeah, the MS and organizational psychology and executive coaching. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Don't even get me started on the, all the life coaching stuff. I'm like, I had to get a degree to do this. Right. You do like a weekend retreat and oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. um, yeah. Have you seen the ads that are like, get your life coaching certificate for $7? (laughs) Oh my God. What is that? (laughs) Um, You know, but I do think that coaching has sprung up because of like a therapeutic model that actually wasn't helping people in a way that they could have been where it's like, well, you, you find your own answers. I'm just here to witness that for you. And it's like, but they're like, I need help. (laughs) Right. Um, and so it's an interesting thing because now you're seeing therapists really taking on more of that coaching modality. And, and I, I think that's a good thing, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the more we kind of unhook ourselves from Freud, like maybe the better, just a thought, like just, I don't want to get political here, but um, you know, yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of my story, right. That I, Mm -hmm. I was taking the traditional path. I, um, was expected to get my license and, um, um, like my counseling license and something that it wasn't quite right. Um, Mm -hmm. and um, so yeah, bringing in tarot to my practice and, um, bringing what I know from my master's in counseling into like a coaching practice, I think, um, coming from like that very academic place and coming into a space that's more spirit led. And like, um, I kind of make the rules in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's kind of where some, it's, it's like interesting to, to, to mix, to mix the two worlds. And I think that's why it's so important that those of us who have a background, um, in psychology or in counseling or like helping fields like that, um, if we have an interest in, um, helping in other ways in like divinatory ways with the tarot and, and other things, um, it's really important that we do bring that work to the world. And that there's like, when I was first diving into, um, um, my spirituality and witchiness, um, my, my like witchy mentor, my witch teacher, uh, <laughs> cautioned me strongly to like, stay in the broom closet, never share this. It'll ruin you professionally. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like the background that she came from. So, yeah. um, it's just so important, um, to have people out there doing both or like melding yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah. like too, like there's, there's now this huge upswelling of, of, um, uh, therapists actually learning tarot and, and bringing it into their practice. Yeah. Um, and like art therapy, I actually have an art therapist. Like that was like, that was it for me. Um, which now makes sense. Of course, as a tarot reader, art therapy would be the therapy that would be my therapy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but really just coming back to like symbolism and story um though I do feel mm-hmm. and hey maybe that maybe we can team up or something I don't I feel like there needs to be like a crash course psychology course for tarot readers so that your understanding when a Cartman triangle happens and you're looking at it and going, oh, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. or okay. uh, yeah. if there's an abusive situation, you're like, that's abuse girl, you yeah. know, that we can then, because we are, what we do is therapeutically aligned, but we're not therapists, right? but we can then say, I, I think I see what's yeah. going on here and here's some resources. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that really empowers readings. Absolutely. Having like evidence-based scientific based, like backing mm-hmm. to what's coming through, like is, it, it can be really, really helpful. Um, yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. But also mystical, <laughs> which is where exactly. I, I like to be in both worlds. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you end up getting your, uh, like finishing up your licensure for therapy? So I went down the entire path. I, um, got my like pre-licensure. I collected the hours. I took the big, big, big exam, um, and the mini exam, (laughs) um, and, uh, just never actually submitted all the things for actual licensure. I, um, I know. And I still like in my brain don't quite, I can't really say why, except that it never felt quite right. It just never is what I really wanted to do. Um, so do you, do you you want to pull some cards on that? I would love to. Yeah. Like what, what are, um, hmm, let me think of a good question. Like what, what is the story around why I did not, you know, complete this after so much, like what's the story? What's the story that's arising in this? Yeah. Yeah. Does that sound, does that sound all right? Yeah. You sure? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm interested. So you see, I'm like modeling the book, like consent Uh is so important. Mm -hmm. So important Mm -hmm. because I saw so many readers just really not like really in a power dynamic and people feeling really, um, I don't know, um, disempowered by the reading actually. Right. Right. Yeah. It's interesting too in the counseling relationship of like that, the power dynamic of like where you do hold power, you hold knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you meet that in a way where also the client is the leader, the querent is the leader and, and in tarot where the cards are the leader, um, mm-hmm. trusting what comes through with the cards. Even if you have a poll that like, oh, maybe that wasn't the right question. Um, maybe this is answering something else. Like, um, you really teach that, um, yeah, Mary Greer, you know, she has a more therapeutic style to reading mm-hmm. where there is no divination as much as there is like, what do you see in the card uh, mm-hmm. is is her signature move, you know, yeah. like what yeah. is arising in you? Yeah. And, and that's great, right? So it's like, what, what are you, when you look at that image, what is your eye drawn towards? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, though, even Mary Greer, when I was, at Omega this summer, you know, she still gets people, she'll do readings and, and they're like, like unhappy, you know, cause they want the other kinds, you know, yep. but here I'm thinking Mary Greer could spit in my hand and I'd be grateful, <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, like, yeah. like, like what she is, is a gift. Uh-huh. And, 
but anyways, let's look mm-hmm. at the the four. Let's so just. Um, ooh, you know what? I'm gonna. Can I do a, a bit of a longer? Is that is that okay? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's see. That's fine. So the first card is the world. Okay. Uh, the card next to it. So I, I'm kind of doing like a mini Celtic cross. So first card is quote unquote this significator. That's the world. The second card we have here is the hermit reversed. And that's really that position of like what surrounds you, like mm-hmm. what's informing the world mm-hmm. it, at the point when you did not kind of go for it, right? Drop the hammer. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You're crossed by King of Pentacles. Mm-hmm. And whoa, below that foundational element of the cross is King of Swords. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You have oh. eight, of, eight of wands in your past. You're crowned by ace of wands, like the aspirational aspects. And then, oh, interesting. Oh, wow. A lot of court cards. So then I pulled two more, knight of cups reversed and page of wands reversed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to kind of mm-hmm. start talking about what's showing up for me as I look at this reading. Sure, yeah. I, I I don't know your age or your story leading up to the decision of going to get there, like to become a counselor or, or a therapist or whatever. But with that eight of wands in the past position, it does suggest that maybe you rushed into things, mm-hmm. right? Like you were just like, I've got to check these boxes off because that's what adulting is all about. Check, check, check. And that seems right. And that makes sense. And I'm I'm interested in it. So there was a bit of like a rush. Mm-hmm. I, my intuition is really speaking to me around either family trauma, whether it's yours directly or culture of like achievement and what it means to be a viable person in the world. And I feel like there was something driving that. Um, With the world card in such a principal position. Yeah. I do wonder if, you have a hard time making decisions anyways, because like, that's like a FOMO card, like, but, but there could be something on the other side that could be even more cool. Right. And like, do I really want to lock myself in yet? Mm -hmm. Um, with the hermit reversed, that's really interesting to me because I'm also wondering if too much one-on-one work where it's like really intense, um, may not, kind of vibe with you in the best possible way. Like with that hermit reverse, like, like needing to find a different kind of like social connections Hmm. or you're working with people in not such like intense modalities, you know? Yeah. Possibly. I think there's more to it, but Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cause, cause I love, I do really like the one-on-one work and I get a lot. I I Mm -hmm. love it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and I do, I wonder, right. Like I didn't want a license in counseling. So like, I wonder, mm. you know, I don't know what more. it could also, it could also mean with that hermit reversed is wanting to not work in that kind of power dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because the hermit's on the mountain. Yeah. Right. right. And like wanting to engage in a, in relationships that feel a little less formal in that way, or you could yeah. be more of yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's so complicated. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That resonates. Okay. Oh, well, and everything you've said, I'm like exploding over here because 
um, <laughs> I should know better that like, I should offer you the context as it comes up, but like that eight of wands, like, um, yeah, it is all, um, really resonating. My mother had her, got her license in counseling, got her PhD in counseling, oh, um, mm-hmm. from the same place in the same way oh. that I did. I graduated um, high school very early. Cause I was homeschooled. And then it was boom, oh. boom, boom associates, bas- um, bachelor's right. masters in the workplace. Um, before I was 21. Um, wow. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Where, 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 where did you grow up? Where you- <laughs> um, Fort Collins and Greeley, Colorado. So I got my master's from university of Northern Colorado. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 What's so fascinating to me is that the block is King of Pentacles, which is like, what is another like potential issue here? And then below that is King of Swords. Yeah. Oh, and that is really interesting to me because King of Pentacles is a block. I mean, you know, on its most topical level, it could just be concerned that financially you'd be where you'd want to be doing this work. Um, you know, that's often mm-hmm. sometimes that. It also could be something around having a more like chaotic schedule, Mm -hmm. but that King of Pentacles could also be the family stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, because King of Pentacles is tradition. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, And then below that we have King of Swords, which is so interesting to me. To me, that's very much that Aquarian energy Mm -hmm. of wanting something that kind of keeps you a little freer to learn new things and run with them as you're interested in them. Yeah. Um, especially with the ace of wands is the crown. So the ace of wands, right. Is the initiator, the fire, the creator. Oh, I want to try this, or I want to do that. And so there's something about you not having to answer to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. That allows you the freedom to do that because it's a very, you're a very dynamic person I'm seeing in the reading because you have the world like, oh, I want that freedom and Ace of Wands. I want the freedom to do what I want with it. But then King of Pentacles, but also, you know, like I'm kind of struggling on the struggle bus around the foundational aspects of what that means for me. Um, but I, I need to really follow my curiosity and I need to follow my, like my intellectual curiosity more than anything else. Yeah. Um. Interestingly, Knight of Cups reversed and Page of Wands reversed. That's really interesting to me because I'm, I'm going to throw another thing out there and maybe this is going to sound, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if this is right or not. But those two also make me wonder what was going on with you in relationships around this time too, like mm-hmm. in your personal relationships um, or what was what was being either triggered or showing up for you. Because I really see that as some work around, like doing therapy that is based in relationships, like romantic relationships, mm-hmm. and how you'd want to navigate that, or mm-hmm. what's arising with you in that, especially with that page of wands reversed. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting to me that there are so many court cards in this reading. Right. Yeah, because it tells me that there's not just one answer as to why you didn't take the final step, but it's a perfect storm of lots of uh, lots of little things all together. Mm-hmm. And my sense is that you're still so much on this journey of your of your own self. How do I want to show up in the world? 
Yeah. And what do I like? And what do, what do I feel aligned with right now? And I want the freedom to be able to, to, to follow that. Yeah. That feels not really kind of like stuck within these real, um, I don't know, what's the word? Like I'm looking for categories, you know? Sure. Right. Right. And the, um, tradition, the expectations, the kind of like what I was like thrown into, um, kind of like, um, um, mm-hmm, yeah. Figuring out kind of what, what needs to stick. Um, mm. mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I feel like there's such a, there's such a theme here around teaching and like really coming up with dynamic programming Mm. equal to the one-on-one work down the road, whenever. Mm. Um, I'm curious what you mean by dynamic programming, meaning that you're going to be doing classes. You're going to be teaching. You're going to be coming up with products. You're going to be doing stuff with tarot and astrology that is unique. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that is not like anything that's out there. Um, and the freedom to be able to do that, um, Knight of Cups and Page of Wands. I just got another hit. There's also something really karmic in this work for you. Um, that's all I'll say. <laughs> like, okay. I'm still chewing on it. Um, sure. But I feel, I feel there's something that you're going to work out karmically for yourself as a result of doing this work for others. And I see that in the reading as well. Mm-hmm. I'll take a picture of the, of the car, of the reading and I'll send it to you. Yeah. I'd love that. I'd love that. Thank you so much. But a, I love the kind of, uh, the way that this all has unfolded from me kind of asking you if you've ever had imposter syndrome and then kind of revealing where some of my own stuff might be coming from, <laughs> like how I, I kind of feel, um, similar to you that there is like a lot that I know is different than what's out there that I want to put out there. And like, um, mm-hmm. there's some hesitancy there for sure. For sure. Oh, Yeah. I mean, the reading is saying, don't even like worry about that. Yeah. Just keep creating. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the curiosity. Well, what a surprise and what a, what another wonderful treat. Thank you so much. (laughs) I'm like, is that okay? that I do this. I was just so curious about this pivotal choice that was made. Yeah. Yeah. I've just like been trying to, um, trust what comes, you know, and try to follow what, what, what flows, um, mm-hmm. we'll, totally we'll what happens. And it's, it's the sort of thing where if I want a license one day, I can get a license one day. Yeah. That may happen. Yeah, totally. As you were doing that for me, I was really curious. You mentioned in the book a couple of times, I think you slip in there, like, make sure that you keep reading for yourself. And that is a reminder that I have definitely needed, um, as I've been reading for others more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there are a lot of readers who really don't read for themselves and they prefer to get readings instead. So I'm just mm-hmm. curious what that process is for you, what it's like for you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do get readings from others, um, like a couple times a year, like a full one Yeah. With a few other readers, I think are really great. Um, yeah. And I, I'll often read for my myself when I when I need to, but sometimes I forget to read for myself. Maybe because I just do it for others so much that I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I should I should really do that for me. <laughs> um, but but yeah, like I'll I, I'll do both. It really depends. Like when I feel that I'm I'm that my bias or my fear around the an outcome of a situation um, is too loud, 
then I will always go to somebody else just because I know that I'm mm-hmm. not, I am going to project all over those cards. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to see that. <laughs> right. I'm like, I know this isn't right. How, how I'm trying to spin this, you know? So, which also kind of leads to, you have a whole chapter on self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a self-care, which I really have, like, I have to ask about, um, I want to hear your take. If you would share with us, um, your take on self-care for readers and for helpers, um, and like, um, practices or rituals that have been most beneficial for you. Yeah. Like I, that was such an important piece. I, I really cut it into two chapters, which was, you know, self-care for those not so good at self-care. And then also, are you ready for the woo? Um, (laughs) and, um, because it's really important. And especially if you start reading for others, like I do, um, you know, I, I I look back, I mean, there was a point when I really was struggling with migraines, like bad, Mm. like I was having, I I eventually was hospitalized for them. Like four months, a four month long, five month long, six month long migraine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really, I was really, really struggling. And they were trying to put me on all of these medications to try to like bring it down And I just have this one memory of like taking this one medication and I'd never taken it before. Um, And it was a very, I guess it was a very heavy handed medication. Like I wasn't feeling myself, like I felt very confused, but I had a session to do later that day. So I reach out to them and go, you know, I, I'm so sorry. I, uh, taken some medication. I, I don't think like I can do this. Like I am not, um, I'm not in a regular frame of mind, you know, um, and she kind of pushed for it and then she came and then I did it, but I knew Mm -hmm. it wasn't that great. Like I was not like, I should have went to bed, you know, and then she never came back. And I think back to that time about other people are not going to step in for our self-care. Yes. They have their needs. And, and so Even if we're like, I'm not okay, you know, they're going to be like, yeah, but can you still do it? You know? Right. Um, Right. And I look back on that time, the times where I just pushed myself to please another person in a way that really, um, really was an act of self-harm and not an act of self-love. Right. And I feel really sad for previous Mm -hmm. version of me. Um, so I really wanted to impress upon readers how important it is and what does it look like when you're not doing it well enough yeah um so I'm really glad that you mentioned that chapter those chapters um because I feel like it's just not really talked about um and for me like self-care has not always been there, I'm not very good at it. I'm having to learn it. Um, yeah, totally. Totally. Well, it's almost in some ways a little it's well, not in some ways in massive ways, it's really glamorized to burn out and to give, 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 give. And then right. in like the spiritual world, um, it's almost a little glamorized to, um, to use so much energy, right. And to give, 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 give. Right. Um, yeah. Or people say self-care, but you, you can tell by how much they're posting and what the content <laughs> how, that yeah. they're not doing self-care, even though they're saying it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Sure. Um, 
like self-care should not be like an aspirational thing, yes. but it's funny. Cause you know, one of the things that I did put in the book was dealing with imposter syndrome Yes, on chapter two or page 205. And, um, really that's such a natural arc as people do this work. Nobody is immune from, no, there are people who are immune. Um, and, but we don't want readings, readings probably from those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like the thing I, I just want to say around that is I think it's worthy to examine what you think authenticity looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're like, I, I, oh, maybe I'm an, who am I to say this? Right. Who am I to tell this person? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Imposter syndrome. Right. Um, <laughs> but what does authenticity look like for you? What, what does that mean even? Mm-hmm. Because often we're not really examining that at all. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like, let's, let's get to get a clear view of what does authentic look like? And do I actually have a very, do I have a realistic idea of what that is? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, though, hmm. I am not the message. The message is not me. I am just, yes. um, I'm just the telephone operator here. And I, and I try to stay as tightly aligned to being a messenger. Yeah. So yeah. then the question is, what am I responsible for? Right? So if it's like, oh, well, I've got to be accurate and I've got to be this, this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. how does that exist in the same space as, but I'm just the messenger. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that look like? How, 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 um, yeah. how do you do that? <laughs> how do you be that in a way that's responsible to you and others? Right. So I just yeah. pulled a card going, well, what is that? What is authenticity as a reader? Yeah. And I just pulled the empress. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Look oh. how cute. Oh, this little kitty. <laughs> cute. cute. Yeah. Um, mm. right. So, so what is, you know, what is the empress? Like who is the empress? She's, she's, you know, she is giving birth to something, but it's not her. It's another thing. It's another individual. Right. So there's like like caretaking, there's nurturing, there's ushering through, Mm. there's space holding, Mm. but it's not us. Mm -hmm. Like we're not giving birth to ourselves, like in this Mm -hmm. technical way. I mean, you can, but, but as a mother, mother's guide, mother's nurture, mother's support. Um, Mm -hmm. so to me, that's like, yeah. So if you're doing those things in a session, then, then you're not an imposter at all. Like you, you are actually being authentic. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. One of the things that stood out to me, um, what to do when a reading goes wrong, when you, you, you share like that, um, when they say that they already knew what you told them, um, and things like that, where it's oh, like, yeah. that, that is not, that actually means you did a great job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when I read that, I was like, I so needed to hear that. Like, yes, it, it is. It is. Um, you are just a messenger. Your responsibility is to, um, say what the cards say, um, and kind of have a healthy separation from that. And also mm-hmm. like, um, enough empathy and nurturance at the same time. Um, yeah. with that boundary and that separation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, totally. Mm. Anything else on, um, self-care for helpers? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going through and just like, Hmm. Um, I mean, I really run the gamut of like 
repetitive motion injury. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Which is something that I hadn't thought of. <laughs> um, I didn't, you know, when it happened to me, I was like, why does my elbow hurt so much? Like, what? It took me forever to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think like we really have to watch for boredom because I think t- t- tarot has sometimes a PR problem, which is you and I know that tarot is like a Swiss army knife. It can do all kinds of really cool things, but the general public just sees it as one thing only, which is tell my future. Yeah. And so they come to us going, is yeah. this going to happen? Is that, and that can become repetitive, right? Yeah. And so we have to find a way to make the hundredth, five hundredth, one thousandth, five thousandth time where we <laughs> say he's not coming back. Yeah. Is as careful and wow. nurturing and like, so and compassionate as we did the first time. Yeah. Um, and so that's our work is yeah. to find ways where we're coming at it with new eyes over and over again. Yeah. And we do that by like so much in your reading, you know, that King of Swords, you know, like what fires you up with tarot? What mm. like makes you curious about it? What, mm. what little rabbit holes do you want to fall into mm-hmm. that like keep the fires burning where you fall in love with it over and over again? Right. So, and then, I mean, I feel like compassion fatigue, you know, Yes. Um, it's a huge one. I, I really only have so many readings in a year I have w- inside of me. And yeah. I'm like, I need a break. Yeah. Um, and so I think really the boundaries of telling people, no, no, I can't see you. No, I'm not seeing people. No, I cannot offer this in this way to you, you know, et cetera, et cetera, is really mm-hmm. the power of a loving no is so important. And then doing things that your heart loves and giving her more of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of like part of it is really, I think the most important part is hearing yourself well enough to know what's going on when it shows up and arises rather than ignoring it until it's really bad. That's right. 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 And I, um, something else I'm hearing in all of this conversation about authenticity and, um, and the self-care and the empress, um, is integrity, right. And it has to, we have to be well for ourselves as much as possible, or at least like taking care of ourselves, um, to be in integrity. Um, and that starts with things that are hard to permission for ourselves, like self-care in a way that isn't um, so commodified and isn't like inaccessible, but like very accessible everyday self-care. Um, self-care is really pretty simple, actually. Get out in your yeah. nature, take a walk, eat good yeah. food, yeah. turn your screens off, go to sleep. <laughs> you yep. Know? yep. All those basic things. <laughs> um, and yeah. also psychological support though. There may, there may mm-hmm. come times where you, you know, someone brings something up and you get triggered and you need some support. Totally. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I also love what you say about um, tarot having a really bad PR problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think astrology does too, though. I think people oh, have totally. very like simplistic idea of what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I'm also really wanting to make sure that um, 
that it's emphasized, like that this book is so comprehensive that you really share philosophy and, mm -hmm. um, and physics and, um, <laughs> yes. and like the ethics and the psychology and, and then the woo, um, right, right. it is so, um, so good. It is just so good in those ways Aww. of like, what, what, what is time? What are we doing? Who, what are we doing when we're like trying to read the future? Like, what does that actually right. mean? Um, mm -hmm. it really like brings the woo into a place where the brain can kind of get on board with a, a little bit more. It's like, Oh, okay. This actually, this makes a lot of sense. Um, so I just want to like sing your praises for the philosophy and the physics and the science that you infused oh. into the book. Oh, um, thanks. I was wondering, like, if that's something that you have a natural affinity for, how did you know that you needed to put that into the book? Oh, well, you know, I, I just, I just feel in general that like, again, in like tarot groups, yes, like, like just didn't feel like there has often been a openness to really going, how, how do you think? It works. And I'm not trying to get you nailed down to be like, this is your ultimate reality, but have you even even questioned it? Yeah. Beyond, well, how does it work, free will versus telling the future? Like, how does that work? Or yeah. or like what if, <laughs> like, what if, like, but time actually doesn't work that way. So if time doesn't work this way, then what am I doing here? Yeah. Um, and in readings, I see it that it's not this, like, again, this train on a track where yep. it's like past, yep. present, future, that that is a, such a, um, construct of time. That's not time. And so I'm mm -hmm. always kind of like a rebel. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how can I break, like, how can I peel back assumptions I'm making and go, can I ask this in another way? Or can I, can I look at this from another perspective? It's something that Rachel like Pollock and I have in common in that way. Like her, her and I both like, mm. I've always loved like time movies or time books about paradox or, you know, yeah. I mean, growing up as a kid, my favorite uh, movies were back to the future, mm -hmm. you know, because I love that idea of like, what, what is happening with all these time loops? Yeah. Um, and then also seeing that something very sneaky was happening in readings for people that, that the readings themselves were never, the objective truth, mm -hmm. but more, mm. how can I spin a story about the future mm -hmm. so that you do or not do something? Mm -hmm. So to me, tarot is really very much mm -hmm. like the ghost of Christmas future, mm -hmm. which is like, this is what this is going to look like. Do you want this? Um, and I've seen it just really work in very spooky ways. Yeah. So I really wanted to give a nod to that. Because when we do a reading, like, so for example, if someone goes, um, is my, like, how's my wedding going to go? Like, right. in a year from now, like I'm engaged, like whatever, like, how's it going to go? Mm -hmm. And we do the reading and the reading is like focused on maybe her mom and dad getting to a fight or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when, so we speak it and then she's like, yeah, okay, cool. But like, what about the rest of it though? What about the rest <laughs> <Right>. of it? <laughs> yeah. And so that was a question that I started to see and going, why? Yeah. So if, if this, if this wedding is like, if we're, if we're looking up a tree, right. And there's all these branches and all these twigs going off in different directions, which is the future. Mm -hmm. Why is it showing me, why did it zoom in like this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or why did it emphasize this other thing? Why? Mm -hmm. And that's what started me on the path of what I think is really going on here. Yeah. So the tarot is not going to give us like, like a Wikipedia article about the future of your marriage or your wedding. Right. It's going to zoom in on what is it that you need to know right now about it. Yes. And this is the most important thing. And that doesn't mean that the other things are not important, but this is the most important thing now. And this is the thing to be focused on. I, yes. And I've heard other teachers in the past almost say that kind of, kind of say that. And, um, but like really kind of like, um, encourage, how do I want to say this? Um, the way I interpret it before, like really made me throw doubt on like, I can't concretely say anything about the future. Right. And I never want to presume that I can. Right. But that, I think that really, um, can get in the way of the potency of what's coming through in a reading. If I don't want to confidently say like, this is what I'm seeing is a possibility, um, or, or, or what you need to focus on right now that, um, yeah, yeah. I have found over the years that whenever I have put a role for myself on tarot, like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want anyone to touch my deck or, oh, mm-hmm. I don't think tarot works that way. Mm-hmm. It does and it will. And I'm yeah. just like, so I'm at this point now. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, let's try. I love it. Yeah. But the thing is, is like when someone is in a place of anxiety, you know, and then we give a reading that's nuanced, uh-huh. their anxiety is going to force them oh, to sh- only hear the thing that's black and white. Even right. if it's not black and white. Right. And so this is why as a reader, we have to be like, so what did you hear? What yes. did you just hear from this? Yes. Because I've done that. And like what they'll say sounded absolutely nothing <laughs> like what I just said. And I'm like, wow. Right. right. Um, <laughs> so, you know, another interesting phenomena is like, if someone has, let's just say typically maybe an anxious attachment style, or maybe has some limerence issues, you know, like, and they're single and they're, and they're not comfortable. Right. And they're like, well, when am I going to find Mr. Right? I have seen the readings absolutely refuse to answer the question, refuse it and go, I am not telling you instead, I'm going to tell you all the crap you have to do, (laughs) you know? Um, right. and it's a very frustrating reading because they, they didn't want that. They wanted yeah. the, the end goal, but the moment we say the end goal to that person, the end goal is instantly wrong Yeah, because they're not going to do the work that gets them there. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like, yeah. it's almost like whoever, whatever is running the whole show behind tarot. And that's like a, you know, whatever knows that right. about that person knows it. I don't know it knows it about the person and then absolutely yes. will not give it to them. Yeah. So a reading <laughs> is not just the, what the reading is how like, or, or why, like, why is it telling this person, this thing in this way? Yeah. And then what you do is go, Oh my God, like the tarot somehow knows this person better than I do. Yeah. What's the function of that? I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And being okay with that and trusting it. And not allowing it. them to push you. Yeah. 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 And um, that's another thing I really appreciate about um, everything I'm, I've read from you is that you, you include personal anecdotes, like you include times that you have been pushed and um, you mm-hmm. really share like where you've come from and why you have 
why you recommend what you recommend, right? You've learned the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm really thank careful. You for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but I'm careful because none of the stories are real stories. Yeah. They're like either like composites or whatever. Yeah. Because I always want to protect my clients. Of course. Um, so it's like examples of yeah. something that's happened. Yeah. 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 Like you, you have, you learned the hard way and you're helping the rest <laughs> of us maybe have to learn different lessons in different ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I really, my hope is that this book makes readers better readers for others yeah. and also feel just very comfortable in themselves too. That's really the goal. I definitely um, think you accomplished that. Um, <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I love it so much. And um, yeah, like I said, like, it's probably like one of the first books I would recommend to somebody who's wanting to learn. Um, mm. What so- would be another book you'd recommend just out of curiosity, not to put you on the spot, but just like, what else has spoken to you? I 78 degrees of wisdom is one of the first that like anybody, um, <laughs> you know, recommends and yeah, I like um, literally, I'm like, it's right here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, I love Lindsay Mack's work, um, but she doesn't have any books out, but, um, I really love her teachings. Um, Mm -hmm. so I always recommend Lindsay Mack. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I thought I had a lot of fun over the summer diving into like, um, um, what is the book called? But it's the archetypes, the Carl Jung's archetypes. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just looking at Archetypal that. Journey by um, Jung in the Tarot. Yep. Yeah. And that's it's a little harder to get through, but having a background in psychology, um, I really appreciate like those the very, very traditional, very, very foundational ideas. Yeah. Um I like having those ideas so that then I can really break the box also, you know, or break right. the yeah, step out of it a little bit. Totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think like, gosh, you know, it's funny. I was like kind of trying to create like this TikTok I'm going to do later. And, um, really just like, it really, like, I want, I wish people collected tarot books, like they collect tarot decks. Um, and, and not just the new ones, like go through and go, what are from, from like, you know, yeah. history. Yeah. What are some books that really were pivotal in tarot's knowledge? You know, so I think yeah. everyone should have, you know, Waits' book on tarot. Everyone should have Crowley's book. Um, and actually, let's just look at this one. Um, this is um, my friend Evelyn Hall translated uh, the Monde Primatif book, uh, oh. by Antoine Court de Gébelin. Like he was the one that really kind of started codifying, uh, when was that the late 1700s? Mm-hmm. So, oh, and then Eden Gray's book on tarot, which is so like, <laughs> it's, it's so like, uh, but I think oh. it's important. Like if you're going to, if you are going to collect tarot decks, those tarot decks, are based off of what writers and books are saying about them. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Arthur Waits one is one that I, cause my favorite deck is the Pamela Coleman Smith deck. Um, mm. So that's like on the top of my list of books. Cause I want, I just want to hear, I just want to hear from, from him himself, you know? Um, yeah. And also looking at 
what came before him because what he and Crawley did is they really they pulled they did a run on tarot like they really changed it for their own spiritual agenda and so you see them really force a correspondence system that was never there uh-huh. um, and so readings have shifted over time a matter of fact i, I just really love the Marseille more and more because the Marseille is more honest. It's not mm-hmm. trying to like spiritual bypass stuff. Mm-hmm. Like for example, you know, the magician, right? Like, so the magician's like, oh yeah, like your will, your force. Yeah. Get it daddy. Right. <laughs> but like in Marseille, mm-hmm. the magician is just the street, yeah. the street guy with a cup and a ball. Like he's right. got no power. Like he is a trickster more than he is a force of will. Yeah. And so I always keep the Marseille in mind when I'm reading as well. So we have that, you have the hanged man. Well, the hanged man is the traitor. He's being punished. Right. He's not right. like, oh, I'm just hanging and like vibing so hard with that right now. Like right. that can be a story, but there's yeah. another older story yep. to it. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, similar to how I approach like coaching or counseling, like you, you, um, have your favorite kind of theories or the ones that resonate most for you. And it's kind of your style and your practice. And then kind of some other background ideas or background theories that you can draw on and work with depending on what's coming up and what the client is needing. And, um, I see reading the tarot kind of similarly that there are many different lenses, many different theories to look at these cards through. Uh, and I think the more that, you know, um, it's just the better, you know, and then also knowing that you can break that mold and, and in your own way too, but yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. tools in your toolbox. Yeah. But I, I really don't try to get to any kind of, and, and I think Rachel Pollock does a really good job of that in 78 degrees is like, read the story of the card, read the history of the card. And you'll see that it's an amalgam. It's like a Frankenstein. It's been yeah. like, things have been added to it yeah. uh, over time. And yeah. so there's no sense again, coming back to the beginning, right. Of like, we cannot look at this as an equation, a formula, or a plug and play system. Yeah. Because when you do that, you are operating from this understanding that there is an essential, an essentialness to it. And then that means that it's no longer a living thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 It's like, it's not yeah. like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get religion, but like, you know, people are like, oh, the Bible, you know, you're not supposed to have gay, gay sex, gay marriage, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, that's right. So like how many goats did you pay for your wife though? Like how many goats? Yeah. How much did you, did you, uh, how many goats did you get for your daughter? <laughs> because that's uh-huh. also in there. Uh-huh. Like, so if we're going to pick and choose, then we have to then agree that it is something that is reinterpreted over and over again, over time. Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So Tara's not a science, it's an art. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a lie. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I I know so much fun. I, I love being in the nebulous more than the concrete truly. Yeah, absolutely. 
I want to really open it up to you and ask if there's anything else that you want to make sure that you share with anybody who might be just, just learning about you and your work and who you are. Um, anything else that you kind of want to put out there for us? Well, first, I just want to thank you so much for the generosity of your time and like following me on all these little rando (laughs) pathways of tarot um, and your effusive praise (laughs) means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, But mostly I just want people to question why am I like, if it's like doing one card a day, but one card a day is making me more confused than not why am I like, do I really need it? Get rid of it. You know, um, if it's not working, then let go of it. That's really, it's that simple. Um, there's no essentialism here. It's Mm -hmm. really about, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like the, to me, the core values are the most important. So am I, am I giving consent? Am I coming from a place of service? Mm -hmm. Am I being as authentic as I can? Am I watching myself for when I not those things? Mm -hmm. Then the rest of it's going to fall in place. So people can, um, if they get the book, um, I have a, and you go to, uh, will you give me a reading.com? Uh, you can sign up for the newsletter for that. Uh, cause I've got some things going One, um, one is you would like this actually. Um, I put together a, a process in that newsletter for you to figure out which, which brain are you more as a reader? Are you more of a left sided brain reader or a right sided brain reader. I have a whole fun little activity to get people to figure that out. Um, and then I also, um, like have free, a free book club starting in January. So if people want to come and hang and talk and we'll kind of get into it, that is in there. Um, and then finally, um, if people leave me a review on Amazon, which is like such a super huge, big deal, <laughs> you know, everyone's so tired of leaving, but I'm like, but please, yeah. um, I have a director's cut, um, chapter that Llewellyn is like, Jenna, this is a little, we don't want to scare them off. And I was like, okay, <laughs> but here I'll still give it to you later if you want it. Um, so that's kind of what's kind of on deck there. Um, and then, yeah, I'm on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, under all under my name. Mm-hmm. And whatever, let's let's connect. Yes, um, everything will be linked below. I will definitely be making sure I get my hands on that director's cut chapter. <laughs> it sounds really juicy. <laughs> it is a little. Ju- it's a little spicy. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, and I'm just so so grateful for you. This was such a treat, and um, the pleasure is all mine, and the praises are um, absolutely like just so like heartfelt so meant um this book is such a gift and I really believe that anybody who goes through it and applies the activities um will come out of it like such a more confident and responsible reader um and that is just the chef's kiss that is so invaluable um so thank Thank you thank you so much thank you so much um thank you thank you for being here um yeah (laughs) I'll make sure that people know where to find you. Cool. Cool. Thank you so much for, I'm so honored to be your first guest. The pleasure is all mine. It's such a privilege. Thank you so much, Jenna. (sighs) Is she not just so brilliant and so sweet and like the definition of magical, honestly? Uh, I loved chatting with Jenna Matlin and I hope you all loved it too. 
Whether or not your focus is reading for others right now, if you're a tarot reader, I highly recommend any of her books, especially Will You Give Me a Reading? I can't recommend it enough. (laughs) I want to thank Jenna for being here on the Expansive Astrology Podcast. I want to thank you all for being here, tuning in and listening. That's all I have for you this week. Stay tuned for next week where we're going to dive deeper into Capricorn medicine, helping us to get practical about stepping into our best life imaginable. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for being here. Until next time, take really good care of yourselves. Bye. Now, before you go, let me keep your ear for just a moment. This week's episode is brought to you by www.theselfcarewitch.com, my bread and butter, where you can find more information on my current courses, offerings, and other fun ways to connect with myself and yourself. If you enjoyed this episode and you dig what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and leave a review. It helps so much. And if you'd like to connect with me, head to theselfcarewitch.com. I'd truly love to hear from you. Until next time, take care.